places. Everyone. We're now broadcasting. Roll the tape in. Three, two. A new audio drama. Appaloosa Radio is where stories come alive. Appaloosa Radio offers, on the Express Bus 73A, a multi-episode original story. Many contemporary high-tech employees ride Express commuter buses daily to and from their work sites. Mr. Larry J. Connors is just one of the many. Larry is a numbers guy, a veritable filing cabinet for numbers, whose speciality is making fiscal projections, doing benefit analyses, and generating cost-to-price determinations. Unfortunately. Larry is also a quasi-social isolate who stares at his own shoes to avoid eye contact with others. As our story begins, Larry's personal life has been reduced to doing his laundry, playing with his dog, and watching old, classic movies on television. One morning, when he boards his usual commuter bus, everything changes. He is no longer who he is. He is now living another's life and he is a stranger in his own body. Chapter 1. Unparalleled View That's okay. Really crowded this morning. What's your stop? The first one. Then I walked to Henry and Nate. Oh. In the new building. The one with the open air observation deck. Understand it has quite a view. Yeah. But I never see it. My pod is in the middle of the building. Too bad. No problem. I'm used to it. Too bad. But I never see it. My pod is in the middle of the building. Too bad. I'm used to it. I'm used to it.
and security area. No visitors allowed beyond this point. All employees must patch in. Entering security area. Entering security area. All employees must patch in. Larry J. Connors. Fiscal Projections Division. 17th floor. Is cleared for entry. Have a good day. Larry. 12th floor. 13th floor. 14th floor. 15th floor. 16th floor. Employee lockers and break rooms. Larry J. Connors has entered locker room number two. Hi, John. Hey, John. <laughs> Larry, glad I can catch you here. You know those fiscal projections you did for GKP? Well, now he wants them broken out by region by month. He wants you to use the actual sales from last year as your initial baseline. Oh, yeah, I told him that you'd get them to him by noon. No problem. I'm used to it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No problem. no problem. I'm used to it. No problem. I'm used to it. No problem. I'm used to it. Larry. J. Connors has entered the 17th floor. Every morning, I ride the same bus, the number 73 express from my home in the near suburbs to my office in the downtown. It picks me up at 747 and drops me off five blocks from the headquarters building where I work. At the guard station, I badge in and then ride the elevator to the 16th floor where the lockers and the employee lunchrooms are located. I place my insulated lunch bag in my locker and grab a cup of Earl Grey tea. Then I head up to the 17th floor where my work pod is located. I place my insulated lunch bag in my locker, grab a cup of Earl Grey tea, and then head up to the 17th floor to my work pod. Our headquarters building is considered an architectural masterpiece. It has won lots of awards and has been featured in many magazines. The 17th floor, where I work features an open-air observation deck with an unparalleled view. Unfortunately, my work pod is in the middle of the building, far away from any view whatsoever. I know whether it is day or night, but not much else. Besides, only executives at the corporate level have access to the observation deck. Worker bees aren't allowed. Unparalleled view. On a clear day. You can see 50 miles. But I don't get to enjoy it. Only executives have keys to the deck area. My work pot is 29 steps from the main door and 56 steps from the men's restrooms. It has no other distinguishing features. My work pot is triangular. I face Doreen on my right and I face Charles on my left. My pot is 29 steps from the door and 56 steps from the men's restroom. It has no other distinguishing features. It is one pod among a couple hundred. My pod is triangular, 
I face Doreen on my right and Charles on my left. The heating vent is three pods away, over to the right. Doreen sometimes complains that the heated air blows on her. But on my side, I never feel anything. The general rule on our floor is no talking, just the occasional whisper. We communicate almost entirely by text messages. Even our jokes <laughs> and snide comments. I once saw Charles reading a comic book at his pod during his break time. The very next day, we received a memo. Memo to all HQ employees. Effective immediately. We request that all employees respect the work environment by using the company's equipment and its assigned workstations appropriately. Personal reading should be conducted only in the employee break rooms. The employee break rooms have been specifically designed as stress reduction zones. The soft music and the reduced lighting assist in creating a positive mood. Please use them to support your well-being in this regard. I never again saw Charles reading at his workstation. Doreen likes to do her nails at our pod. She preens them and then coats them with noxious polishes. I can barely breathe when she opens her toxic flasks with their putrid colors. Thankfully, we finally received another memo. Memo to all HQ employees. Effective immediately. We request that all employees respect the work environment by using the company's equipment and its assigned workstations appropriately. Please be aware that some employees are sensitive to distinctive odors. Beauty products should be only used in the employee break rooms. The employee break rooms have been specifically designed as stress reduction zones. The soft music and the reduced lighting assist in creating a positive mood. Please use them to support your well-being in this regard. Doreen, being who she is, now does her nails in the women's restroom. Of course, we have to cover for her while she is away from our workstation. Unfortunately, the type of nail polish that she uses requires substantial time to dry. She said that it is very expensive, and all of the steps have to be done exactly right otherwise it does not work. Doreen is very bright, but often she just does not do her work. Charles and I have to pick it up when the deadlines are tight. Doreen, being who she is, now does her nails in the women's restroom. Of course, we must cover for her while she is away from our workstation. At work, I am a numbers guy. My specialty is making fiscal projections, doing benefit analysis, and generating cost-to-price determinations. That means I do lots and lots of reports. Nearly every report is considered mission-critical and must be completed within very tight deadlines. Charles generates all of the graphs and illustrations. Doreen is supposed to write the text for the reports. I generate the tables with the numerical analysis. We are supposed to work as a team of equals, but it often does not work out that way. My life at work is filled with numbers, figures, and fiscal projections. I produce reports, lots of reports. Each report has very particularized information. 
no two are alike. Timelines are tight and never flexible. It makes me angry when Doreen plays her silly games. I don't have time to waste. My personal life is not very exciting. I live in a small condo about 15 miles from the downtown area. It is in a quiet wooded area, and many of the other residents are retired. No one would call it a place for swinging singles. After 10 o'clock, it gets pretty quiet. A couple of years ago, I had a girlfriend, but she left me. I don't think I would make a good husband. I prefer to keep my thoughts to myself, and wives don't like those kinds of husbands. Besides, I don't like messiness. My former girlfriend could never put anything away. She never hung up her clothes, and her dirty clothes were on the floor right next to her clean ones. And, she was not very good with money. She spent money all the time, mostly for stuff that she did not need. She always wanted to go out to eat, and she always wanted to go to the most expensive places. She was cute and sometimes she could be a lot of fun, but was not someone I could live with. So, now I live with just my dog who's probably my very best friend. My personal life is not very exciting. I once joined a sailing club, and, for a while, I really enjoyed it. Then, my friends began to drift away. Some got married, some were transferred to new jobs. One or two became exceptional sailors and bought their own boats, and they didn't have much use for us neophytes. When I was still in the club, we rented a 56-foot-2 master, and did a three-day ocean sail. At first, it was great. But then there was an accident. One of the club members fell off the rigging into the water and nearly drowned. It took all we had to save her. Well, that experience was incredibly scary, really frightening. I kept thinking, what if that had been me? What if that had been me? What if that had been me? Really scary. What if it had been me? I could have been the one in the water, unconscious, injured. It could have been me. I stopped going to the sailing club and have not been on a boat since. I tried some other hobbies, but didn't stay with any of them. I tried some other hobbies but didn't stay with any of them. My favorite was painting scenes with watercolors, but I was a self-taught painter, and there were things I just couldn't do. I went to a gallery and studied how some really good painters did what I couldn't, but I still couldn't master it. So, I stopped painting. I now spend most of my spare time playing with my dog, Corky and watching classic movies.
Appaloosa Springs Audio Theatre is a creative collaboration whose purpose is to write, produce, and share original story content through webcast radio experiences.